Welcome to Courage for Pain podcast. I am Becky Curtis, chronic pain survivor, founder, and CEO of Take Courage Coaching, where we empower people to escape the grip of pain. We want to give courage to those on the journey to manage their pain. We will be talking about real issues and how people have learned to overcome them. And we'll also help you add tools to your toolbox as you seek to manage your pain. Nothing is sugar-coated here, but gratitude is frequent and sought out in earnest. In this episode, we will be talking to Brenda, a chronic pain survivor from Spokane, Washington. Welcome, Brenda, to Courage for Pain podcast. We're really excited to have you on the podcast today. And I would just like to ask you, would you mind telling us your story? Sure. Yeah, thanks for having me, by the way. Thank you. And um, my story, I um, had been in a, uh, an accident where I broke my leg in five places. It basically shattered the lower leg. And it was on a nephew's almost play snowboard. And um, I say that because it didn't have the feet in it. Anyway, it was up in the woods. And by the time I found out what was wrong, um, started that process of healing for two years. And at the end of two years, when I finally was able to walk again, I noticed that my pain had not gone away. Mm -hmm. And I had been diagnosed with fibromyalgia as well. So I thought my fibromyalgia might have gotten worse. And so I um, was reading in a fibromyalgia magazine and uh, about tips and tricks and anything I could do to make it better. And I saw Take Courage Coaching's um, advertisement to take coaching for chronic pain. So I called on my own and um, then started taking that program. Wow. So you were just having a lot of, you were struggling with pain during that time? Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of pain. Yeah. And my mindset wasn't good. I was very depressed. I was uh, feeling hopeless and thinking this was going to be my new normal. But you weren't happy with that new normal? No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me what it was like um, to work with a coach. You know, I wasn't sure what to expect. And so my coach explained how the program worked. And it it really was my um, putting myself out there for the program that got me, um, I don't know, really excited when the coach called me because she would ask me what was going well and what I wanted to work on. And I had so much to work on, I didn't know what to pick. (laughs) She was great with me. (laughs) Hard to know where to start sometimes, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was. Where did you start? So I started with actually um, with, it wasn't my mindset right away, which was horrible, but it was with some basics like deep breathing and listening to calming music and and actually just being able to talk it out with her, that was so helpful. So calming yourself down, calming the amygdala mm-hmm. was important to you. Yeah. And so talking it out with her, finding those solutions as you two work together. Yeah, yeah, it was great because I had a lot of anger built up too toward all of this. And um, I wasn't necessarily angry on the call, but I let her know what anger did in my life too. And just being able to give that information to her. And like you said, calm the amygdala (laughs) um, was very good for me. Okay. So what is, what are some of the first things that you noticed 
went as you started the process? You know, first I, I started noticing that I was practicing some of the tools that were given to me. And as I practiced those, I noticed I wasn't paying attention to my pain as often. Okay. And also that I started to sleep just a little bit better. So, so sleep was a problem for you? Yes. Yes. So a lot of that anxiety and anger, I think, really looking back was what was triggering me to not get sleep. So what was sleep like for you before you started pain coaching? Um, I probably would sleep anywhere from four to five hours a night. And my normal is eight to nine hours a night. So what was that doing to you as a person that not sleeping it, I, it, it was adding to my agitation for sure. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't be present very well. You know, I was kind of groggy and I yawned all the time. And I just felt so um, out of control. Okay. We do find that sleep is a really good place and a, lot, and a place that a lot of people want to start. Because mm-hmm. when, um, when you're trying to manage your pain with your brain, and your brain hasn't had any sleep, it's really difficult, mm. really difficult. And then you, if you can start getting some rest, your, your, your brain and, you know, everything works better, doesn't it? Yeah. I did notice almost within the first three months anyway of working with my coach that that started to change. And we, we worked up going to bed uh, 10 minutes at a time earlier and earlier. Oh, until I reached a point because I just didn't think I could do it all at once. So you were going to bed really late? Yes, it would be maybe midnight, one in the morning. Were you afraid to go to bed? Yeah, it was kind of like, what's the point? (laughs) 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 I'm going to lay there. (laughs) I remember being afraid to go to bed because then you lay there and there's nothing else for you to think about except for the pain. So you just backed it up 10 minutes at a time until you were going to bed at your normal time? You know, I went to bed at a time I'd never gone to bed before at. I went to bed by 9.30 or 10, and that was unheard of for me. <laughs> and I ended up loving it because of the positive responses in my body from it and in my attitude. Hmm. That's great. So what kinds of things helped you sleep? I didn't really use any other tools back then, except just working back that 10 minutes at a time. Oh. And then and then maybe my positive reinforcement that this is only 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually was able to use that and be successful right away. Well, that's and great. Currently, though, I use a book on tape often if I can't go to sleep. You just listen to something until you fall asleep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. Yeah. What other kinds of tools do you have in your toolbox now? You know, I use exercise. I never thought I could exercise either. And I started doing that 10 minutes, 15 minutes, working upward. (laughs) And now um, I love to use the TRX straps or go walking. And um, I was in an aerobics class, but that instructor left. So I haven't found another one that I can get into. But currently, I um, because he left, I am currently using those again to increase my exercise. So what kinds of things do you feel like exercise does for you? It helps me with, um, I'm type two diabetes, diabetic. And so I know it lowers my sugars. So it helps me health wise that way. And then with my 
pain. The more I exercise, the less pain I feel. And I was a skeptic at that. And boy, am I a believer. The more I do exercise, um, my body feels better. My mind feels like it's clearer. I can think clearer. So it sounds like the, you experience a lot of benefits from your exercise regime. regime. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. <laughs> That's great. I know for me, exercise is a really key piece in my sleeping through burning nerve pain every night. And mm. if I exercise during the day, then I'm really able to sleep really well. And the opposite is also true. I struggle to sleep if I haven't exercised. So it really helps me. You know, I could see where that would be key for myself too. Mm -hmm. Getting that activity in. Yeah. Like our bodies are made to be active, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Active and moving and get the blood flowing. And (laughs) it's it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So did your family, do you think your family noticed as you were making progress? Did they make any comments? No, I had three teenage daughters at the time, so they, they were a little oblivious, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, my husband has noticed huge differences. Um, and I continued to work on it after the program was over. So I would uh, revisit different topics and remind myself of things that ha- would help me. Mm-hmm. So tell me what you're, how you're utilizing this now in your life. I love to meditate. So when I have a pain flare currently, you know, that always calms me right down and um, kind of centers me. And when I do that deep breathing, uh, along with the meditation, then I notice a calming effect within the first three to four breaths that I take right away. And I feel kind of the tension fall off. And the achiness kind of, I call it, the volume goes down. It kind of goes in the background. Mm, I like that. That's a great analogy. Mm-hmm. Turn, you turn the volume down with breathing yeah. and calming yourself and centering yourself. Um, you also share this with others. Mm-hmm. You want to tell us about that? Sure. And what so, that journey looked like? <laughs> yeah. So I thought of being a health and wellness coach myself and sharing these tools with others. And it took me about, um, I believe, two years before I finally decided that I was going to um, pursue health and wellness coaching. So I am currently a health and wellness coach and um, took my boards for that. And so now I'm a nationally board certified health and wellness coach as well. And I am helping others to realize their potential. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. (laughs) Tell me what that's like. You know, when I'm talking to a client on the phone and we're exploring the areas that they would like to look at a little deeper Mm -hmm. and they grab hold of some concept during that time frame and make this, even if it's a baby step, this change in their life, um, there's so much excitement in that to see the coaching program works for chronic pain and to see people thrive in their life is exciting. And isn't it so rewarding to see where they come in so skeptical and ambivalent? You know, is this really going to do anything talking to somebody about my pain? How is that going to work? Because I know, you know, for myself, I wouldn't have, I would have been pretty skeptical about something like this. 
Mm-hmm. And then just see them implementing these things as we support them and give them the tools they need to be self-managers instead of passive patients. It's, yes, absolutely. And when they take hold of that and run with it, it's amazing the changes they make in their life. It really is. Yeah. It really is. Night and day. Mm-hmm. Watching them get out of the recliner and get back to life is super rewarding. Yes. Or go for a walk outdoors for a block or two and come mm-hmm. back. And they're so excited. <laughs> really neat. So um, tell me, what would you say to somebody who's lost hope? I do talk to my clients about that. And they state that um, they realize through even my experiences or someone else's experiences, because they, they have a group of people they meet with too. Mm-hmm. So they get to hear more experiences than just their own or or something I might share. Um, and in that process, they realize there is hope and mm-hmm. things can change. And it's it's fun to explore that with them. It is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So tell me what your group was like. My group had three individuals and um, all women. And we could relate to each other so well. And we got to be very close friends. And we became very transparent in talking through everything that we were going through in our lives and, um, and learning through the lessons that were provided to us, uh, what steps we could take or what, what were things that we might consider that we hadn't considered before. Mm-hmm. And, and we really encouraged one another in that group. And our, our leader, our coach was wonderful at just listening and kind of easily, you know, just directing us very, very in a gentle, easy way, where we would just take off with the topic and talk <laughs> about it. And before we knew it, we were all wanting to do these things because there was so much excitement in the group. Oh, that's awesome. Who was your coach? Um, Alice. Oh, yes. She's yeah. a wonderful coach. Yeah. Wonderful she coach. Wonderful. Well, um, thank you so much for sharing your story of hope with us. Is there anything else you want to share before we end today? I think if someone hasn't tried coaching before, I would encourage them not to be afraid of it, but to give it a go and see how much it can help them. Well, thank you so much, Brenda. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you for being on the podcast and sharing your hope with others. Oh, well, thank you. Take care. Mm-hmm. Please don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Always check with your healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I really look forward to talking to you next time, Courageous Survivors, where we will hear another story of hope.